Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. You can go your own way. Hmm. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local business and charities. Digitex is 630 Cheds copier team. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer back after a... Uh, Extremely disappointing three-game road trip in which the Edmonton Oilers neglected to put in the requisite work rate against the Vancouver Canucks, uh, then ran into a hot goaltender for the back half of the game, uh, Mike Smith and the Calgary Flames, and then rounded out the road trip by um, not capitalizing on some opportunities in the first and second period and basically uh, no showing in the third on route to a 3 nothing shutout loss against the Minnesota Wild. The situation clearly is what it is. There are two games left in a regular season that clearly for some people in the Edmonton Oilers organization um, some of the players etc uh, cannot end soon enough. Doesn't mean that we don't stop debating what's transpired this year, and more importantly, how uh, Edmonton can improve moving forward. The show is, after all, called Oilers. Now, coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing returns May 5th at Northlands Park. We will take some open line time at some stage during today's show on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Larry the Cable Guy, April the 14th, Vince Neal, April the 27th, and George Thurgrant and the Destroyers, May 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630Ched.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And we are on Twitter, at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Again, Stoffer Inspector. Uh, Mark will be dropping by at 12.30 today. Brendan, you didn't do a, an audio recap of last night's 3 nothing loss in Minnesota? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, usually we like to save that for goals, 
yeah. that the Oilers score in exciting moments, and there wasn't uh, a lot of that last night, Bob. But they had three really good opportunities, right? Uh, Mike Camilleri setting up Slepyshev, uh, and Slepyshev unable to tap a, a puck uh, into an empty net. Uh, you had uh, Connor McDavid walking, I think it was Matthew Dumba, and uh, getting a good opportunity. There was one other one as well. Anyhow, bottom line, uh, the Oilers lost uh, two defensemen uh, during the course of last night's game. Andre Sekra, I, I believe it was a lower body issue, and uh, and then Johanna Vito got hit by a puck uh, when he was trying to box out a guy in front of the net. Uh, Todd McClellan had these comments. First about the Oilers' power play. Oh, where did I put those? Uh, geez, I had some numbers on that. Uh, anyhow, uh, the Oilers' power... I better find them. Uh, the Oilers' power play, which, again, did not move the needle. It's unfortunately been a reoccurring theme this year. It's remarkable what's happened. Power play's gone from fifth in the league at 22.9%, the best power play Edmonton has had since 1985-86. They were finished fifth in the NHL last year. They actually were higher under Ralph Kruger. They finished third in 2011-2012 when Tom Rennie was the head coach and Kruger ran the power play, uh, but they were not at 22.9%. This year's power play has dropped down to 14.2%. Um, and it is a major reason why Edmonton has not gained any separation in games or not been able to get back into games. So we'll hear Todd's comments first about the power play and then on losing two defensemen and the loss overall. Well, we, power play is uh, is one of the areas because we didn't gain any momentum. We didn't need to score, but we didn't gain any momentum. And then I think when we lost uh, the two defensemen, <coughs> pardon me, uh, halfway through the second, uh, the other four ran out of gas a little bit. We spent more time on our end. you got to give them credit. They, they smelled blood and they went after it and played a lot below our goal line. And uh, Anytime we did get the puck, we were, we were uh, out of gas to, to jump into the player to make anything happen. So, um, you know, give them credit. They, uh, they found a weak point and they went after it. Yeah, yeah, Oilers uh, ran out of D, uh, and their D has been challenged all season long. I think we know that. Uh, Cam Talbot, uh, you know what? Brennan, I'll throw this at you. Over the last 25 games, probably the best defenseman on the team for the last 25 games has been Adam Larson. So the sequence which led to the first Minnesota goal, uh, McDavid firing a puck back to Larson, a misplay at the blue line, and the puck hopping on Larson. He can't find it. Zach Parise goes in on a breakaway and scores. That play right there, in so many ways, is an illustration of of the challenges the Oilers have had this year. Here you have McDavid off an offensive cycle, trying to create something to a defense, which is challenged offensively to make plays. The team's best defenseman, and he's been the best defenseman for 25 games. Like Darnell Nurse, for the first 45 games of the year, was the best defenseman. Larson, of late, has been the best uh, defenseman, plus 17 over the last 25 games for Adam Larson. Misplays the puck, clear-cut breakaway. Away goes, uh, Brice goes in and scores. Uh, Talbot gave the Oilers a, pun- a puncher's chance last night. He made a lot of good saves. Minnesota, the puck was hopping a bit in the building. I think that's fair. But here's Todd McClellan on uh, Cam Talbot's uh, performance. thought it was a good bounce-back game for him. Um, you know, the good thing about Cam is he... Uh, is he's been able to bounce back from games uh, earlier in the year. It took him a little longer, um, so he's uh, he's doing a good job. That's why we chose to play him tonight to give him that opportunity. And I thought he made some uh, some tremendous saves, uh, especially late in the third, where we were uh, playing in our end a little too much. 
There you go. That's what I said, Coach Tom McClellan. Updating injuries uh, at this time, uh, or at least last night after the game, for Andre Sekra and Johan Avitu. Uh, well, they didn't return, and I haven't heard much since. I know one needed x-rays. The other one was uh, having something else checked out, so it'll be, uh, it'll be a tomorrow thing. Well, tomorrow there's no availability. That's today. Uh, the orders flew back. We got back around, I don't know, two last night. Um, thought about having you host today's show because I'm going to go see the guy that goes into your mouth and pries away at your teeth for a couple hours here right after we're done, but uh, figured we'd better come in today. Uh, Milan Lucic had these comments on the Oilers being winless in five and three straight road losses. Yeah, for sure, and, you know, we definitely had opportunities to make this a good road trip, but, uh, you know, we didn't do it in Vancouver when we had a, a really good start the way that we did and uh, didn't do it in, in Calgary and and once again here, so uh, it was an opportunity to have a good road trip and unable to do that. Yep, that's uh, Milan Lucic, who's got one goal in 44 games uh, for Edmonton after a decent first half of the season. It's it, it's kind of crazy when you think about what happened here this year, and um, there's lots of things that have happened. What did Peter, uh, Peter Shirelli say? Death by a thousand cuts? I think we might be a little north of that, actually. But I'm a karma guy. Lots of things went right last year. Was Edmonton a 103-point team? I thought they were going to be a 45-win, 100-point team this year. I'll be the first to admit to that. So I'm not going to... I, I'm going to tell you next year, uh, at, regardless of what off-season moves get made, and here's, what's gonna, here's what has to happen for Edmonton. Lots of players have to be a lot better, like Milan Lucic. I mean, Milan Lucic signed a... Uh, uh, made a seven-year commitment to Edmonton. Edmonton made a commitment to him as well. It's a two-way street. So he's going to have to uh, do what's necessary to improve his game. If he was in studio with me right now, he'd be the first guy to say that. i got to be way better. So several players have to get better. And you know what? Uh, the organization has to get some better players too. That's a it's a two part process. It's not just strictly uh, and a lot. It, you know the special teams haven't been very good. Coaches would be the first guys to take ownership in special teams. Penalty killing actually has improved uh, a, a bit here in the second half, but it was at a all time record low. My just just for the record, Brennan. I mean, it's hard watching a, a player like Connor McDavid go through this. Who until the last couple games had put together a. a you know, a 20 or 25 game streak, which was just ridiculous. I mean, he played unbelievably well. I think he had 26 goals and 49 points in, in 29 games. The last couple of games didn't have much going with Calgary, didn't have much going against uh, five on five against Minnesota. He and Leon Dreisettle, they've they got no juice at all right now. Leon's really struggling. Leon Dreisaitl had 57 points in 59 games. He's got 11 points in the last 18 games and minus 11 during that stretch. Like, he is... I, I know I tweeted something out right around the time that he was at 57 and 59 saying, look, he, he lived up to the contract. And and there is that responsibility, if Le, even if Leon's a young player. And make no mistake, I had 100%, you know, double, triple, quadruple down on Leon Dreisaitl. Like, this is a this is a really good player. He's a huge part of the Edmonton Oilers' future. Um, again, he'd be the first guy to tell you I, I got to play a lot better. He's not played well here of late. He's had the the team. Unfortunately, they don't have a lot of guys playing well, <laughs> and so it's uh, it's tough to win. 
it's tough to win when you can't kill penalties, when you can't score in the power play, when your goaltender... I mean, at one point, Edmonton was 31st, 31st, and 31st. 31st in the power play, 31st in PK, 31st in save percentage. I think they've moved up to about 27th in save percentage. I think they're about 27th, 28th in the PK. They remain 31st in the power play. I ran the numbers yesterday. I mean, they're getting, in terms of shots per 60, they're in the top 10 on the power play. Maybe there's too many, sh- you know, there's lots of things going on. We're going to hit more on this with Mark Spector coming up. But So, all that said, the, the group that I feel the sorriest for are the fans and the sponsors slash advertisers. Right? I mean, I don't, like, if you're, a, I don't feel sorry for Peter Shirelli. He's the general manager of the team. I mean, it's a privilege to have that role. He'd be, he'd be the first to tell you that. There were people that coveted that role when the Edmonton Oilers won the lottery with Connor McDavid. That was a coveted job, like, if people knew that it was becoming available. Because don't forget, Craig Batavish was the GM when Edmonton won the lottery. Like, Peter has the privilege to impact decisions moving forward. Uh, Todd McClellan, the coaching staff, like, you know, it's frustrating for them. I feel, you feel for them, but they got an opportunity to do something about it. The players... Absolutely. The broadcasters, we're along for the ride. Don't feel sorry for us, man. It's it's a privilege to work in that business. But for the fans that have laid their money on the table and for the advertisers and the sponsors of the team, that's who I, I mean, I feel, you know, that that's where I'm like, be most disappointed if I was, you know. And at the end of the day, as, as a broadcast, I mean, I, hey, make, make no mistake, I want to see this group be successful. But my empathy is not directed on a player making eight and a half million dollars or one and a half million or seven hundred and fifty thousand. It's a privilege to be in the league. So there's a lot that needs to be fixed here, and uh, there's a lot of people that got to take some accountability for what's occurred. Well, Bob, if you were to tell me that McDavid would improve on his numbers from last season, that's yep. all you told me about this season. I'd be like, okay, the Oilers are comfortably in a playoff spot right now. Yep. It's a lost season, no doubt about that. And uh, you said it yourself, they need to uh, bring in better players. And quite frankly, they can't afford to lose a trade this offseason. They need to win a trade. I think that's fair to say. Yep. So I think that's where we're at, and we'll see if uh, they can get the job done in the offseason. It's a big offseason for the Oilers. They can't afford another lost season with McDavid playing the way he is. The organization, not just Peter Shirelli, that's established that, chose a path, uh, you know, two to three years ago about building a bigger and heavier team to compete in the Pacific Division. And uh, the league moved in a different direction. So uh, you can make an argument that by drafting Kyler Yamamoto last year, that was a recognition that, you, you know, you got to have more skill. Uh, that they've got to build a better farm system. There's got to be a better developmental system. We've spoken repeatedly in the past that coaches in the farm team had way too much latitude in the past as to who got to play and who didn't get to play. Why would you play a 26 or 27-year-old player out of the ECHL ahead of one of your own 20 or 21-year-old prospects ever? I can tell you in Nashville that does not happen. So, uh, But you've got an opportunity to fix it, and you know what? You have Connor McDavid, who is the best player in the world. Even last night when he did not have a lot going on, he made two or three really good plays. I mean, it was interesting because the Oilers kept Dreisaitl and McDavid together for the entire game. And, and Leon's, I mean, Leon's fighting it. We've established that. Ty Rowdy, by the way, minus seven over the course of his last four games. Perhaps a microcosm of the challenges the Oilers' top line with McDavid uh, has had. The Oilers, and the other thing we've seen over the last two games, they missed Nugent Hopkins. 
Their record with Ryan Nugent Hopkins out of the lineup this year isn't that good, which perhaps reinforces that the selflessness that Nugent Hopkins plays with, the fact that he's a team-first guy, the fact that he actually supports plays defensively. And he makes his mistakes. He makes his mistakes. He made a mistake against the, in the game against Columbus where he needed to be the low support guy on a switch off. But, you know, they, they've, they've missed uh, R&H. Exasperating, frustrating for a lot of fans out there. And when you have results like that, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. And you need to man up and accept it. Can't hide. It, it comes with the territory. Texas at 6.30, When we come back on Oilers Now, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear, we will have NHL Today. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Just before we go to NHL today, let's go to our Westlock Ford text line at 630 this text comes in saying, uh, well, there was one on Cam Talbot. Where did it go to? I guess I should be using the new uh, system instead of the old system. Is that what you're, 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 you're giving me that scolding look? Yeah, it, it works great, Bob. Does it? Well, one of these days I'll come in here early enough to figure out. Here it goes. Uh, Bob, you keep saying that number 33 is the starting goalie and he keeps letting in the first shot. Something's got to give regarding Cam Talbot. Well, he could have sued for non-support last night in the third period. Uh, Cam Talbot is, in my opinion, a number one goaltender, just as I thought Devin Dubnik was a number one goaltender. It fell apart on Devin in Edmonton. Um, you know, you got to support your guys. So I'm standing by Cam. I will say this. I don't think Cam's a 65-70 to 70 start uh, number one goaltender. I'm watching Andre Vasilevsky. He can't win a game right now for Tampa, and he's going to finish in the top five for the Vesna Trophy. But he's had a stretch over the last six to ten games where he looks gassed. So I think Cam Talbot's a 50-65 to 65 game starter, and the Oilers have got to find another goaltender capable of playing 25 to 30 games, not 10 to 15. And there's a difference. They were betting on Laurent Brassois. Didn't come despite Brassois having athleticism. It didn't come to fruition for Brassois. Uh, they traded for Al Montoya. I think they're going to need, with all due respect to Al, I think they're going to need a guy that's a little bit better than, and frankly, younger than that. So, uh, I, uh, again, I believe Cam Talbot's the number one goal. He finished fourth in the league in Vezina Trophy last year voting. I think he'll be better next year. I think the Oilers will be better last year. But... When you come back on a road trip like that, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. It comes with the territory. Completely fair question. Another text comes in saying, Bob, uh, Pugliarvi ain't looking too much like Blake Wheeler right now. (laughs) Uh, the, The texter needs to be reminded that at the same age, Blake Wheeler was playing on the third line for the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers at age 19. 
And yes, Apolliarvi is playing almost exclusively third line minutes for Edmonton. Almost never gets into the top six. Okay, there's a reason for that. They're bringing him along slowly. Let's not write off a kid at 19 years of age. If you want to kick a guy 29 years of age, that's got one goal in 44 games, he can take it. Let's go easy on the kids. Off to uh, NHL today, brought to you by our friends Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Ulrich. Nine games on tap in the NHL tonight. The Devils hosting the Rangers. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Panthers loss. Same thing goes for the Flyers who take on the Islanders. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Panthers loss. Columbus home to Detroit. They went 12-3-1 in the month of March. They are now just two points back of the pens for second spot in the Metro Division. Winnipeg at Montreal. The Jets beat the Sens 6-5 last night. Tampa Bay hosting Boston. Big uh, Atlantic Division showdown there. Uh, Of course, the Bruins are two points up on Tampa for first in the Atlantic. Steven Stamkos out for Tampa tonight. McAvoy returning for the Bruins. We mentioned the Panthers. They host uh, Nashville. They are five points back of the the Devils with one game in hand. Arizona in Calgary. Antiranta 3-0-0 in his last three starts with a 1-0-0 goals against average. Dylan Strom is coming off a three-point night for the Coyotes against the Blues. The Golden Knights in Vancouver. Second last home game for the Sedin brothers. And San Jose welcomes the Stars. The Sharks have lost two straight but have already clinched a playoff spot. The Stars uh, need a win to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. To the AHL, the Condors back in action tomorrow when they host Ontario. Safin, by the way, scored his first uh, AHL goal over the weekend, Bob. That's good. He's got some talent. We'll see if the grind is there. There's no question he's got some ability. Tyler Benson scored twice last night for Vancouver. They lost 4-3 in overtime. Game 7 tonight in that series. Victoria's got the better team. Vancouver had a chance to uh, put them away. Couldn't get it done in OT last night. I told Cam Moon last week Benson will be the X Factor in the series. We'll see if he scores the game winner or something tonight, Bob. Well, he's got three goals, nine points in six games. Spokane beat Portland 5-2 last night to force a game seven tonight as well. Yamamoto an assist in that one. He's got four points in the first six games. Been playing with a little bit of an LBI. And a big game for Stuart Skinner last night. 36 saves as Swift knocks off Regina in Game 7. Stopped uh, 151 of 157 shots in their four victories uh, over the uh, Regina Pats. Regina is hosting the Memorial Cup, and Cameron Habig scored six goals in that series for Regina. So uh, Regina's still got some playoff while some hockey to come. As for Swift Current, they move on to the second round. We move on to a uh, global news weather traffic update. Is Eileen back today? I didn't poke my head into the uh, newsroom. Eileen Bell, the... uh, Biggest uh, cheerleader for the uh, BYU Cougars up next with the Global News Weather Traffic Update.